welcome to the Undercover Angel Podcast. Thanks for listening. Undercover Angel Podcast. I'm going to talk about girls. So we're in Colorado, and there are these girls. So I, I mentioned in the last episode that there was this, the wrong crowd, or a couple episodes ago, that there was the wrong crowd I fell into. I fell in I fell in with the wrong crowd again and started doing something akin to trauma bonding where I our wounds became friends again. And there was hope, right? Because there was this girl who I met and she lived upstairs from me and I just I, I ended up next to her at a party one night, like randomly at like a dorm party, like a party in somebody's dorm room, and we just hit it off and so she was a couple of years older than me. And once I, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Once I saw how beautiful she was, I, I basically wanted to marry her. Like th- this is what, you know, this is trauma bonding, right? So I'm going to get into trauma bonding again. But love is not based in feelings necessarily. There are feelings associated with love, but love is more, I don't want to, I don't want to say contractual, but it's it's about partnership, right? It's not about how you feel. And this, I had never felt anything like I felt when I was in the presence of this girl. I would go over to her dorm room. I would like have to stand outside her door for like five minutes before I even knocked because I was so afraid to knock because I was such a wuss. And... And she would let me in and we would spend, I mean, sometimes I would spend three, four, five hours just talking with her in her dorm. And and there was she was Buddhist. There was just this odd sophistication about her. She was very dainty. She was very delicate. She was very animated. She was a trip. She's one of the most tripped out human beings I ever met. But I I was in love with her. I just I decided I wanted to marry her. I just was like, I want to marry you. I, I don't think I told her this. Um just yet, but or right then when I first met her, but um, we ended up kind of dating a little bit, and and she gave me, she basically dumped me, and and what was happening when when I got dumped by this person, it was it was abandonment, it was like soul abandonment. It wasn't just like I'm bummed out, I'm bummed out. The relationship ran its course, or I'm I'm bummed out. You know, the relationship I thought was going good and it wasn't going good for them and they just ended it and now I have to get over it. That's like a normal breakup. And those normal breakups happen all the time. This was soul devastation. This was the worst. This was the absolute worst thing that I could ever imagine feeling. And what was going on there is, you know, she had like dated older men and stuff. She had like dated guys and I think she dated a guy who was like well into his 40s. So she was like, she had like been around, you know, she had seen things that I hadn't seen. I was so naive. And so when we're together, I'm thinking it's all perfect because I'm so nice, first of all. I'm so nice. And and if I'm just really nice to you all the time, then how could you not fall in love with me? And so there were obviously, I don't even know the, the tells or the, the red flags that went 
up or that she saw. Um, but I'm certain that they were there. And so she, it was like she was a woman and I was just a boy. I was like a little boy. And so we proceeded then to kind of break up, get back together, break up, get back together. And I, I mean, I was, I was completely obsessed. And I sort of stalked her a little bit on campus. She would always be nice to me when I saw her. She was never weird to me when I saw her. But um, eventually she, like, moved out of the dorms and that was it. Like, she just, she just like, was done with me. And... And I ruminated, I mean, I ruminated about her for at least, at least a year. And it was awful. And this is all related to, you know, early childhood abandonment wound stuff. So I, I think I mentioned way back in the podcast about emotional intoxication and borderline personality and personality disorders. So there was something that happened perhaps when I was in infancy, probably between me and my mother, and the separation, the weaning, right, that did not go so well. And so what is happening is essentially I'm energetically, subconsciously seeking out love relationships that will result in the same abandonment happening over and over and over. So this is um, basically falling in love with people who are emotionally unavailable. And what that does is that that fulfills a very sick need. Like it's basically a need to be abandoned, a need to recreate the dynamic. Now there are, uh, there's a 12-step a program um, that addresses this stuff. It's called Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families. It is very, very deep. I am not a spokesman for them. I am not uh, a member necessarily. Um, I'm not speaking on their behalf or anything like that, but it, it's very, very, very powerful. Um, there is, you know, this is stuff I started to decipher at age 36 in very, you know, pretty intensive psychotherapy is when this stuff started to really, uh, really make itself known. Like these dynamics began to make themselves known uh, when I was probably about 35, 36, maybe even 37. I became aware of these dynamics when I got into coaching and, and the ontological work that I do. And and it's just fascinating that we as human beings will essentially choose to fall in love with people who will destroy us. So many human beings will do that, right? And fall in love with the same person over and over and over again. And that's typically, um, you know, mommy shit or daddy shit or, you know, whatever. So we've got the, the Elizabeth trauma bonding where she would victimize me and then we would make up. And, you know, I kind of finally get past that in high school. And now I meet this girl and I fall in love and I want to marry her. We'll be married someday. We'll be married someday. And there's the same sort of tell going on. She's just like a nicer version of somebody that's going to beat me up. Right? So if you've got healthy romantic relationships, it's likely that a, that that healthy behavior was modeled for you, 
or that you had good, healthy relationships with the people you were closest to growing up. And if you didn't, if those relationships were tainted or toxic or, or whatever, again, not anyone's fault, it's no one's fault, um, you're likely to end up in um, toxic or you know, wacky love relationships later on in life. So that's the chapter on Lila. Um, there's another one. I think I'll, I will, I'll, I'll put the next two girls into one episode, Sunshine and Kim. But, you know, look for yourself. The point of this is to, is to reveal the deeper dynamics or explain the deeper dynamics at play in the mind of an addict. So look for yourself because I'm, this, this ultimately I'm, I'm seeking to explain things in such a way that people have a, a far more thorough understanding of what makes things tick in inside of the addicted mind. So thanks again for listening. Undercover Angel Podcast. Bye-bye.